When the Dallas Cowboys opened the season, their defense was suffocating people. But over the last half of the season, it's just been kind of an okay group. That just happens to be the same time frame the Packers offense has taken off. And if Green Bay wants to spring the upset Sunday afternoon at Jerry World, they are going to need to score a boatload of points. They can. Plus, our pal Lily Zhao joins us for a loaded Locked on Packers. You are Locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can, Oh, shoot. I just lost my life. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today, jacemedical.com, and use code Locked On to get $20 off your order. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. If the Green Bay Packers want to beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday They're going to have to score and score a lot. And certainly that's going to be a tall task in any circumstance on the road in a playoff game. And even more against a defense that has shown high level flashes over the last few years under the tutelage of Dan Quinn. He's getting head coaching opportunities yet again for a reason. He's a really good coach. And they have some really good personnel. Stephon Gilmore is is once again playing like the guy that at least close to the guy we saw in New England. He's not that guy anymore. Micah Parsons is one of the most dangerous pass rushers in the league. Demarcus Lawrence, not that far behind, though, you know, not quite in that Micah Parsons class. That being said, there are other holes on this defense. It is an exploitable group. And if you look at when the Packers have played their best over the second half of the season, the Cowboys' defense has started to leak oil a little bit. Now, they're not terrible by any means. This is They're not going against, you know, a Lions team that's just been, not just leaking oil, like they are gushing, there are red lights flashing. It's like, go go see the dealer immediately, go find a, call, call someone, please. It's not that. But since week nine, the Dallas Cowboys' defense is 15th in EPA per play pretty mid, and 26th in success rate, which means teams are able to move the ball against them, stay on track, trying to go score. Now, you have to score touchdowns against this team because they are ruthless. This offense is outstanding. Since week nine, the offense, second in EPA per play, second in success rate, but the Packers offense, right behind them in EPA per play, third in EPA per play, fourth in success rate. When you put the Packers 
offense against this Cowboys defense, it's not quite the mismatch that it is the other way when the Packers defense in the last half of the season, 20th in EPA per play, 23rd in success rate, actually better than the Cowboys offense or the defense by success rate. But they're closer than you'd think. And I think that is when you're trying to find a way, trying to find a path for the Packers to get a win. It's that this offense is playing at a really high level and that is coinciding with a defensive decline. In fact, four of the Cowboys' best five performances by DVOA came before week nine and the fifth of five was in week 18 against the Commanders in a game where they were just begging, begging to go home. Against playoff teams, the Dallas Cowboys defense is giving up 25 points per game so far this season, while scoring just 22.7 points per game, a shade under 23. They have a negative point differential against playoff teams this year. The Packers' numbers are pretty similar. Packers defense allowing 22.5 points per game. If we take out the Brett Rippon game, 26.5. But here's the other thing that I, that I really like about this. This is the fastest Packers team since probably 2011. This game is on turf at AT&T. Now, they've played inside before. Vegas is inside, but they grow grass in Vegas. And in fact, the last game of the season, it looked pretty rough. Not not great, Bob. Okay? But in the three games that the Packers have played inside on turf, they scored 24, 29, and 33 in those games. And the 24 was in week two before this offense really got going. No Aaron Jones in that game. No Christian Watson in that game. And it was the week after you lose David Bakhtiari. So you're having to shuffle the offensive line. You're trying to figure out your best five, all that stuff. And remember, that was the game where they blew a two-score uh, lead in the fourth quarter. They would have otherwise been 3-0 and in games on turf this season. And the 29 against the, the, the Lions came, missed kick. There was, there were, they, they could have easily scored 35 in that game. 33 came against a Minnesota Vikings defense. That is top five in DVOA. One of the best defenses in the league a playoff caliber defense, even if our pal Luke Braun from Locked on Vikings came on the show and said, you can get after this defense. Guess who knows this defense? Matt LaFleur. Now, it has changed. It has morphed since Atlanta. But, I mean, Richard Sherman has told stories of Kyle Shanahan having Dan Quinn in hell. And it was just like, no, it was just, he knew everything Dan Quinn was going to do and could just destroy it. Just destroy it. So, Matt LaFleur, I think, knows how to attack this defense. If you go back, the Packers have never lost. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have never lost, not just Aaron Rodgers, the Packers have never lost at at t because they took Matt Flynn, as Bob Sturm told us yesterday, to Dallas, and they won a game they had no business winning in 2013. Down, what, three scores, four scores? The Packers have come in as underdogs at AT AT&T before. Scored a bunch of points and sprung the upset. And that brings me to the last part of this. 
in order to maximize this potential opportunity here offensively, Mike McCarthy and this Cowboys team has in big spots in his postseason career and in Dak Prescott's postseason career, they've played tight. And against the best teams this year, this offense has not looked anywhere near the same against the Lions, a bad defense, just a not good defense. They scrape by 20 points and they only win that game because of the biggest officiating controversy since at at least since um, the the non-DPI call Ram Saints in the NFC Championship game. On Twitter, I suggested that it might be the most controversial call since the fail Mary. That non-DPI call probably bigger because it was a Super Bowl play. But they have played tight. And this being Cowboys Packers, not just like if it's Mike McCarthy and they're playing the Saints, the stakes are different. It feels different. But Dak Prescott has been here before. And yes, it's not Aaron Rodgers. It's Jordan Love. But like, they're going to watch the tape too. Mike McCarthy certainly is going to watch the tape of the offense. I don't, Dak Prescott's probably not going to watch the Jordan Love tape. But Mike will. He'll see how good Jordan Love is playing. And he knows what's at stake legacy-wise against his old team. The pressure that will be there to beat his old team. The team that kicked him out the door for the guy who's going to be coaching on the other sideline. For as, as much respect as I have for Mike McCarthy, and we spent five, eight minutes on the show talking about it yesterday with Bob. One of the cracks in the armor is that in these pressure situations, he can get a little conservative. Oh, well, fourth and fourth and two inside the five-yard line, let's kick it. You have to score touchdowns because then you are maximizing every advantage because we're not sure the Cowboys are going to do the same. And the more you are able to score, the more you keep the pressure on them. This is two versus seven. All of the pressure is on Dallas. This is found money for this team. When they went to Detroit, they're just playing ball. When they host the Kansas City Chiefs, they're just playing ball. Now, plenty of pressure in week 18. They moved the ball up and down the field. Some tense moments to be sure. There were some brain farts in there too. But that was a game you have to win. There's actual pressure on you. When the Packers have played loose this season, just let's go out and play. As underdogs especially, Lions, Chiefs, Vikings against Jaron Hall for crying out loud. They've shown up and this offense has shown up. And I think this speed can show up in in, in a way that the Cowboys just have not seen. Other than the 49ers, they have not played a lot of teams that have the kind of team speed that this Packers team does. Whether Christian Watson plays or not, and we saw Christian Watson last year do to the Cowboys what he did in part because they just don't have that kind of team speed. This is an a little bit of an older team trying to win a Super Bowl. Well, the Packers are the young, hungry team that can just fly around the field. That makes them a chaos agent and it gives them a chance to spring the upset. All right, we're going to talk to our pal Lily Zhao in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Jace. I I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's talk about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. 
That's scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife or my kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we have Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. And this stuff could happen to any of us. Visit Jace Medical and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. Now is the perfect time to get prepared. There's no better time than right now. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off your first order. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy platform in North America and the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports where you can win up to 25 times your money. 10 bucks can get you 250 if you play your cards right. Well, not your cards, your players. Just put a couple players together. Their stat projections, prize picks, handles the stat projections. They do it. Hey, Jordan Love, passing yards. You decide if he's going to produce more or less than what prize picks has said it. You put a couple players together. Now you've got a lineup. Daily Fantasy Sports. It's that easy. $10 can get you up to 250 up to 25 times your money. Why wouldn't you want to spend 10 to win 250 potentially? I would. I sure would. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Go check it out. Locked On Sports today here for you 24-7. Covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. The Packers are in the playoffs, which means we have a bonus addition and we're going to keep having bonus additions for as long as the Packers keep playing these games from Fox six in Milwaukee, our friend and yours, Lily Zhao to answer the playoff question, the super wild card question. How you doing? Uh, love and life right now, Peter. Um, it's great that, you know, we have another episode here on, uh, you know, just to talk about the Packers during the playoffs, get the chat with you. Um, so it's an honor. It's a fun way to keep the new year rolling. So I am doing well. Is that how you doing? I'm good. You know, trying to, trying to work off those holiday pounds, uh, all of those good Same. things, trying to get back into a <laughs> rhythm here with everyday life back in our faces. Although not much changed really over the holidays for you and I, we, we just have jobs where you just got to keep doing your thing. Um, and so speaking of continuing to do your thing, uh, Jordan love in this offense, my goodness, over the last couple of weeks, they have been absolutely rolling. And it has brought up this really interesting question, Lily, about wide receiver one. Do they need one? Christian Watson was supposed to be that. They haven't really had one. And I, I do wonder about that. Matt LaFleur has asked about it. And he said, I think it helps Jordan Love just sort of play the play. Had a little wry smile on his face. Might have been a little Aaron Rodgers shade. But where do you stand on this idea that, hey, it's actually really good to have all of these options? I agree because we've seen the effects and the benefits of it, especially when 
a guy goes down. You know, Christian Watson hasn't played in a while. Romeo Dobbs gets injured early in the game. And then you have guys step up. And I think if you have a penultimate number one receiver, whether they're double teamed, whether they get injured, there is a dip when that person either isn't on the field or they're not producing as well. So when you have just a big group of guys that no matter who you plug in, in the slot, on the outside, and they're producing, that's a massive benefit to a young quarterback to say, I don't have to focus to get the ball to one person. I can just wheel and deal to whoever's open, get my check down, go down deep if I need to. It's a good problem to have. And I will say I'm impressed with how everybody has stepped up in that receiving group and the tight end group as well. So it's a great problem to have. But I think for this Packers team, not having a quote-unquote traditional number one has helped them this year. I think it, it, it Matt LaFleur was not just saying it to say it when he said, I think it helped Jordan to run the play when, I'm paraphrasing now, when it's like you don't have to worry about getting the, the ball to Devontae Adams. Matt LaFleur was in Arizona, or excuse me, was in Atlanta when, I don't know why he would be in Arizona, when they had <laughs> Julio Jones. And like, but that offense was still, they got the ball to Mohamed Sanu and, and to, to like, they were scheming up fullback leaks. Like they were doing crazy stuff there. I just, it does seem like there's something to that. And also when you look at a team like the 49ers, Lily, like the Packers don't have a Debo Samuel truly yet. They don't have a Brandon Ayuk yet, but if those guys were like 70 or five, 80% is good. They'd probably look a lot like the guys on this Packers team, like Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks, not dissimilar players in a lot of ways. Uh, it it does raise the question though: Do they have the firepower then to go into Dallas and compete with this team? That is the big question. I think we'll find out because I think it's either going to be a close game that the Packers could win, or it could be a lopsided defeat. And I'm hoping for the former because, again, I, just with how this offense has played the last six weeks, two months, I expect them to go down the field and score. I mean, we were talking about how good the you said this last week? defense. Exactly. I mean, we were talking about how good the Bears defense was, how good they were defending the run, and the Packers literally just went up and down the field. I mean, they're putting the other 92-yard scoring drives on this Bears defense. So as good as Dallas is, I know Micah Parsons is kind of in a stratosphere of his own in terms of just the the player he is. With how good this defense is, I still think this Packers offense rises to the occasion. But now the question is – what version of the defense shows up in Dallas? Because I think if it needs to go into a traditional shootout, it might be a little tough. But if they can kind of keep it in a 20, 30 range, I think it is feasible for the Packers to find something offensively. But, you know, I don't want it to be where there's no punting, uh, especially on Dallas' side, because that will be tough, I think, for this young offense to kind of go back and forth with, with Dak and, and CeeDee. I think a shootout certainly favors Dallas just because you you have the proven commodities in, in Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. You also, th- there's this kicker question that I don't really want to dig into right now, but like if, if you're forcing the Packers, they've been the worst red zone offense. So if you're not punting, but giving field goals for touchdowns, that's problematic for your team too. Um, someone pointed this out to me. I don't know if there's anything to it. If you look at the games this year where the Packers have played in domes, Atlanta, Detroit, Minnesota, that's where their speed seems to really show up. And this game is going to be in a dome. It's not a surprise that the Aaron Rodgers teams always played well in domes because they always had team speed. They always wanted to throw the ball. Do you think there's any, there's anything to that with this game? Cause they do seem like the faster offense and in a dome that could be an advantage for them. 
Yeah, maybe it is the, the turf that just gives them that advantage. They're able to kind of, you know, get a good grip and, and just really go full speed versus playing on a field like Lambeau. Um, maybe there is some truth to that. But I also feel like, you know, the elements are contained. So that helps in, in that effect. You're not kind of going against the wind or any right. of the, you know, kind of those things. Um, so maybe there is some truth to that. But, you know, they have played well in the last two domes that they have been in. And we've seen, like you mentioned, um, Minnesota and just how well they were able to kind of handle everything. I know that the noise is going to be heightened because it's an enclosed space, but I do think that that team speed factor will be on display. And we saw what Jaden Reed has been able to do this season. So I'm excited to see what he can do at Jerry world on that field, um, just to flash his speed. But I like the Packers chances as the Packers. I like the Packers chances. I love that. I, I, just, I clocked it and was not going to say anything, but I was like, wow. <laughs> Lily is fully embracing her Wisconsin embracing. right now. I love it. Yeah, I'm like, I know they're seven and a half point <laughs> underdogs right now, but like <laughs> the Packers. Um, but I love that we're going to be able to see that speed on display. So I don't know if it is the dome. I don't know if it's the turf, whatever, but this team's fast and, and they're going to use that to their advantage. I mean, we we are old enough to remember. We were covering this team when there were these discussions like, hey, is it actually better for the Packers to play on the road because they get to go to these domes? They get to they get to play on these fast tracks with Jordy Nelson and and like Aaron Rodgers wants to run around and sling it, and so I don't know. It's just like it does seem like that could be and that had not occurred to me. And so then someone sent that to me, and I was like, wow. Um, my listeners are smart people, and I appreciate that about them. Um, the the last couple of weeks, the defense has looked like a different team, Lily. Like I I kind of have not recognized this defense over the last couple of weeks, stopping the run against the Chicago Bears in ways that I did not think they would be able to do. How how much, like give me like on a scale to one to 10 or, or however you want to phrase it, how much are you buying into this defense, figuring some things out here? I'd say on a scale of one to 10, I'd say like a seven. Okay. Because <clears throat> when you're looking at the offenses that they're facing, you know, they're facing a backup quarterback great, Bob, in Minneapolis. Yeah. And then Justin Fields, for as well as he's played the last month, I mean, really was contained. I don't know if it was there scheme or whatnot but you know they were effective running the football for a good chunk of the time and then they went to the pass and then the Packers took advantage with their pass rush so I will say you know they got after George, or Justin Fields five times kept them to under 200 total yards of offense which I didn't think was going to happen mm -mm. playing a rival that had literally nothing to lose and wanted to knock Green Bay out of the playoff race so what they were able to do against Chicago in my mind was impressive but now I think the biggest task is the Cowboys offense I mean a, they're, not, they're undefeated at home. B, they're putting up 37 points per game at home. I don't think the Packers have given up 37 points, or maybe they have this year, but that's a lot of points. So can they? Not offensively. 31 against the Bears, they they ended up scoring yes. because they get the Quay Walker touchdown. But Yeah, so it, it's a matter of what can they do in that environment trying to stop Dak and CeeDee. I mean, CeeDee, I think, is going to have his way in the secondary. They're too good to not be able to get that connection rolling. It's just how else do they handle this Cowboys offense to give themselves a chance? Cause it's going to be their literally their toughest test of the season. All right. More with our pal Zhao here in just a second on locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at better help around new year's. We get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right and maybe you finally organize one part of your space, but you want to tackle another. Maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy can help you find your strength so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that actually stick. 
That is the way to make lasting progress. I've been doing pretty good with my wellness journey, trying to always get a little bit better at it. I've been trying to be better at taking my vitamins, prioritizing time for myself to get a workout in if I want to, or just to say, hey, you know what? It's not going to work out for me today. And therapy can help you find the time to prioritize the right things to help you achieve the goals that you are trying to achieve. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever 24-7 streaming channel. Yeah, I I wrote uh, in in the leap a newsletter. I would love for you to subscribe to that. This is the the biggest quarterback receiver tandem test since twenty twenty one Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, and they played really well in that game. They they clamped Mahomes in that game, and you go back to that same season, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, and you know Russell Wilson and those guys that they have. We've seen this defense. Matt Lafleur was not just again not just saying stuff when he said we've seen this defense play at a higher level than we saw against the Bucks and against the, the Panthers. How much do you think Matt LaFleur's impact is being felt here? Because you and I expressed concern that he was going to have to do this, that it was going to take away from the offense. It has not taken away from the offense at all. They just keep rolling. But like, how much do you think we can credit Matt LaFleur for this defensive turnaround? I mean, I think it certainly helps, right? And I think he was asked about it and he didn't really answer it, I think, in the way that the question was posed, but no. you can, I, I feel like if you have a head coach. What is he going to say? Old, yes, it's all me. I yeah, did it. I Joe Barry's a moron. No, he can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if you have your head coach and his eyes are on the defense, right? Just to make sure things are happening. I feel like not that guys weren't playing to their best level, but now that they're knowing, Hey, coach literally is watching us, especially on defense. I think there's, a, there's, there's some of that, but I also think that, you know, when the stakes have been higher, when they're playing opponents, that traditionally the national pundits are saying they're not supposed to beat. They just play better for some reason. So, you know, I, I don't know of any national pundit that's going to say the Packers are, might be pulling off an upset. It's probably going to be a sweep of Dallas. So, you know, these guys are going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. They talked about it in the locker room. Like, everyone counted us out. We're confident in this team. And, you know, we kind of embrace the role as an underdog. And I think the defense kind of plays their best when they're in that position. But I do think that having the floor overseeing things, just having his eyes and more attention on that has kind of gotten everybody to play a little bit better too. I, I think the, the idea of being an underdog against the guy who popularized the phrase, nobody's underdog is just, it is chef's kiss. Perfect. The script writers a little lazy. I think it's a little on the nose <laughs> if you ask me, but here we are. So I, I feel like you do that. There is, if you're going to make a case for the Packers, it's really a vibes case, right? Like it's, it's just go out, play free. And if you're up 14 to 10 at halftime, that stadium, we talked about it with Bob Sturm yesterday from the ticket, like that stadium is going to be 100,000 people on their hands. And it's going to be sphincter tightening on the sideline in Dallas. <laughs> Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, like there's a lot of pressure on those guys to perform. And the Packers can just say, screw it. 
let's just go win. That's a great point. I think literally all the pressure is on Dallas because, again, they built a team that they're talking Super Bowl this year, right? And yeah. the last thing they want to have happen is the Green Bay Packers number seven seed coming into their house and knocking them off for the first time this season. And all the pressure is going to be Get on them, them in the playoffs there. again. Again, yes. So, again, all the pressure is on them. Like you mentioned, the Packers are going to be coming in loose. They're not going to be intimidated. Uh, they're not going to play tense because what do they have to lose? No one expects them to win. So just play your brand of football. But I, I like that role that they're embracing because we've seen the Packers with home field advantage the last couple of years, and they've just played very tight because I think the pressure is on them to win, and they haven't performed. So we'll see how this young team embraces that role on the other side. It also does seem fitting that a must-win game, week 18, last week of the season against the Bears, you get the win, you get into the postseason, now you got to go on the road early on in a certain other quarterback's career. Like, we've we've seen this happen before in Green Bay. The parallels are there. Like, <laughs> if, if history really wanted to repeat itself, I'm just saying it'd be a good time. I agree. I mean... We'll see. I, I, you know, I'm not going to predict it. Look, I'm not going to predict it. Right. Like, yeah, come on. yeah. But I, I was going through their numbers as I was working on that piece for the leap that I mentioned. And I, like, I was like, let me find somewhere that I can talk about for Dallas. That that is a space on their offense that you can exploit defensively. And I was like, nothing exists. This team is just really, 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 really freaking good offensively. And I think they are a nightmare matchup for this Packers defense because the Packers defense wants you to make a mistake. And they want you to get frustrated that you're not creating explosive plays vertically. And the Cowboys are like, we do not care. We are just going to take you apart surgically. We're going to take whatever you give us. We're going to attack you everywhere you're weak. And they're just surgical. They're so precise. They're a lot like the Aaron Rodgers offenses that we saw in those mid-2000s where they weren't, you know, explosive down the field, but they're just so precise. I just I think it's a really, I think it's a really bad matchup for Green Bay. Um, if they win, it's going to have to be 38-35. Like it's just going to, that's just what it's going to have to be, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I think for them to win, they're going to have to get a takeaway. I just don't see how they're winning this ball game with the Cowboys getting every possession. Yeah. Because like you mentioned, yeah, while they're not going to be, you know, throwing 80-yard bombs down the field, they're going to be dissecting you all the way down into the end zone and scoring a touchdown. Um, and and they can't go – Packers can't go touchdown for field goal. So I, I think this team needs to get one – they need the Cowboys to make at least one mistake to keep their, you know – to keep it themselves in this one. But you're right. I mean, this offense has been so explosive and it's just so fun that we're going to be seeing the NFL passing touchdown leader and Dak face the number two guy in Jordan Love. Not physically, but it's going to be fun to have that matchup. But it's, it's can this Packers defense rise to the occasion and prove everybody wrong? Because, you know, looking at the matchups and looking, looking at it on paper, I mean, it's an automatic win for Dallas, but – Something's going to have to give in Green Bay's favor if they want to win this one defensively. Yeah, it took two interceptions from Dak Prescott last year in the regular season. It also took Christian Watson on an all-time heater, and it took the worst collapse in Cowboys regular season history to win that game. They had never lost from 14 down in the fourth quarter in the regular season, and they lost. So uh, the, the Packers, some good vibes here. Um, always good vibes with Zayu doing with our Palalis out. Lily, we will... We'll talk to you next week, no matter what, but hopefully we are talking about more football next week. We'll see. I agree. Thanks, Peter. All right. Thanks to Lily for joining the show. Always, always great to talk to her. Hopefully we get to do it again next week, talking about more Packers football. Back tomorrow, a crossover Thursday. 
Locked on Packers, locked on Cowboys, a collision course on Super Wild Card Weekend. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, we're live on YouTube. We'll be live on YouTube after the game this weekend. So you can stay locked on Packers.